What's up, everybody? Markets are in turmoil. Yes, it is not looking good. <laughs> People are still worried about inflation. People are still worried about yields going up, and that's what's causing markets hmm. to fall. So, they are here today to talk a little bit about ranges. Before I even get started, I keep forgetting. Well, welcome to the most well, thank you. on the Tasty Live Network, it's Engineering Trade. I'm Jamal Chandler. Got my special guest. Dr. Data in the house. Dr. Data, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, not too much, not too much. Um, yesterday was my wife's birthday, so we went out to this ramen noodle restaurant over in Bridgeport. You know, Bridgeport oh. is the south side of Chicago, so it was good. It was good. Right on, right on Halstead. It was kind of a cool little vibe there. Um, I love me some ramen spots, man. I mean, you can't I do too. that. I do, too. This is the first time I've ever been there. Really? Yeah, yeah, get? yeah. Did you get any, uh, like, pork, pork, like, ramen, or what did you get? Yes, actually, we did. We got we got a pork ramen. We got a, like a chicken curry ramen. It was really good. And then we got like tempura, like shrimp tempura. And then we got like kind of like a beignet, right? With um, like a powdered condensed milk or condensed milk, you know, dipped in. And uh, then a few other little small dishes. I kind of like to go the 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 quantity rather than the quality. Just like a bunch of little small things. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I'm trying to try a couple different things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, happy birthday to the wife, man. That's cool, man. Uh, you should have happy birthday. I don't, not me. Huh? I did, I did. You know, okay, I mean, I tell her on air. You know, women like stuff like that. I, I don't need to say it. You can, like, say it, and then you can clip it, and you can send it to her, too. She'll like that, man. And you're welcome for what happens afterwards. Well, thank you, thank you. Happy birthday, Abby. <laughs> See? Uh, so, dude, it's, um, we got an interesting market here, man. I mean, <laughs> Uh, I was, I was on this morning on, uh, this week in stocks talking with Mikey and Nikki and basically, uh, you know, d d doing this week in stocks. And, and basically the title was heart day hangover. Now we've been, this is going to be three weeks down. Right. But honestly, the, the bulk of this started on Valentine's day on the 14th, when we had a CPI report that said inflation was still in the air, even if it's ever so slightly. And everything has been changing ever since then. We've got, um, yields been going up like crazy. Mm -hmm. got, uh, rate expectations, rate hike expectations going higher. If you look at what well, we got, a, we got a Fed meeting coming up in March. We got mm -hmm. another one coming up in May and another one in June. And earlier this year, there was theoretically expected to be a hike in a 25 base point hike in, in, uh, March mm -hmm. one in May. Mm -hmm. And actually, no, I'm sorry. It was just supposed to be expected to be one in March. And then like May was going to be like, wait and see. But ever since Valentine's Day, ever since we had CPI, um, now there's expected to be a hike in March, May, and June. And so we've had these interesting moves in markets and um, even ranges, if you will, especially like earlier this week where we were hit sitting at 4,000 on SPX or S&P 500 futures, wherever you want to call it, either one. And we were doing this dance around 4,000. And... <clears throat> You, uh, I know we were talking about the idea of the different moves that we've seen in the market and the different ranges that it may or may ha have most days. Today, it hasn't had much of a range. It's kind of been in the same area. But you, we were talking about this idea of ranges, and you were you were talking about uh, something interesting to look at as, as far as from uh, what we a lot of the tools that we have from our research hub, not necessarily for everybody else to look at, but stuff that we could look at. What were you, what were you getting at? 
Of course, of course. So I think part of the part of the thing is is looking at just the um, the historical ranges around the the market, see kind of how those change, show the size of some of these products, some of these futures products, and then also just looking at the overall indices and just show how much they're down. And of course, you know, anytime anybody wants to add, uh, have any type of questions, they can they can ask it within the the YouTube channel uh, there for us. Yeah. Something I kind of found interesting here about you, you mentioned something about CPI and the uh, consumer price index uh, inflationary index had, had gone up just slightly. Um, it's it's funny when you look at this when you look at this index, right? It's very choppy because it doesn't come out very often, and it looked like for two months it was going down. It was kind of ticking down just a slightly, and then all of a sudden it just kind of goes up. Now, if you look at it and you kind of step back and you look at it, that is a random looking price chart, man. <laughs> yeah, true. It is a really <laughs> random looking price chart. You, I want to I want to pull this thing up real quick if I can. This um. I think it kind of helps to give a little bit of context uh, to some of this. Let me just say portion of the screen. I can kind of pull context this up well. here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, context is always a big thing. Okay, so let's see here. Oh, my goodness. Okay, can you see this screen? Yeah, I can. Okay, yep. okay. Kind of looks like a hot mess on my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brab. Okay, here. Yep, yep, yep. So here's uh, the Fred. This is um, the St. Louis Fred, and it gives you this uh, consumer. Uh, well, it gives you a whole bunch of economic type data. Look how random this thing is, man. This thing is just popping up and down, up and down, up and down, and then all of a sudden there's this big surprise that it just popped up one time. I don't. Anyway, this, this is something I never looked at prior to mm -hmm. uh, a year ago. I mean, never. It's not really a big deal when inflation is just a couple percent, you know, a few percent, and then all of a sudden you notice that, uh, you know, when, when you're paying considerably higher prices on things, um, that's scary. This so is, tax. I mean, I, I, if you would ask me two years ago, what is the consumer price index measure? I don't mm -hmm. even know if I would have had an answer for you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love the idea of, of spending years doing, you know, science stuff. Because most of the time, you don't really know, need to know anything until you need to know it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you don't exactly need right. to know that gravity is 9.8 meters per second squared until, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, the acceleration, speed of acceleration is 9.8 meters per second squared until you need to know it. You don't need to know that acceleration due to gravity on the moon is change and it's half of that. Like, you don't need to know that crap unless you need to know it. So let me show you here. So August, okay, is 8.4. Okay. And then the story becomes, okay, it, it goes down, right? It ticks down, and then it ticks down, and then oh my gosh, it's going up. You know, so it's, it's news. News story changes. Anyway, yeah, not sure. Right. Buy it until you know the last two years, and uh, you know, stimmies, stimmies, stimmies is such a funny word. People love to use it, but <laughs> I know, right? Stimmies. You know, people spending money in the, in the, in the uh, in the economy, and you know, just really change things, man. Mm -hmm. um, what can you say? So let's pull up see some of these uh, these visuals. Yeah, let's do it. You want Ryan to pull them up? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. So this was on cherry picks. Um, 
we'd love for you to sign up for Cherry Picks. This is something that James Blakeway and myself, we, we come out once a week on, on Tuesday. Uh, and, and some of the stuff that we're talking about today is going to be on the next Cherry Picks, which you can find. You can subscribe to Cherry Picks by going to info.tastylive.com uh, backslash cherry dash picks. And then I'll put that within the, the YouTube chat as well for you to sign up for that. Would love for you to sign up. But what it's showing here is just the the largest drawdown to let's say here Tuesday, because Cherry Picks comes out on Tuesday. Um, it shows you the, the the indices, these these indices, and then show how much they've they've gone down. NASDAQ being the one that's gone up or gone down the most, and it's still having a hard time recovering here. Uh, these numbers here at the very end are going to be a little bit lower than what they were on Tuesday because the market's gone down. But look here, okay, let's look at the first line, NASDAQ, the Qs. Uh, the date of the highest price was on November uh, 2021. That was a long time ago when you think about it, right? Uh, yeah. And then the, the date of the lowest price, the, uh, the, the crappiest price, uh, from the largest from that, that high point to that low point, that's 35%, 36%. And right now we're down about, it shows you're 26 as of Tuesday, but right now we'd be down about 29%. Yeah. And then you can go all the way down and you can see, look at this 20-year bond yield, all right? Uh, bond uh, ETF, not a bond yield, bond bond ETF. What I find interesting about this, right? Remember, it wasn't that long ago. Heck, it's still going on right now where people say, you want safety? You go into some of these uh, index uh, bond uh, products. This thing has not been uh, all that stable. It's done worse than all the others. And so here you're supposed to get this diversification aspect by uh, going within the S&P 500 and then also putting a significant portion of your, your wealth within these bond ETFs. And that the older you are, the more you're supposed to make up these bond ETFs uh, anytime you have increasing uh, Yield to maturities is what you, what we've been having across the entire curve. Then all of a sudden, these these bond ETFs they go down significant. I mean, there's significant movements. As long as you have a, a increasing yield, um, the bond price goes down, and that's what we've seen in these bond ETFs. So that's uh, that's, that's that's very interesting. Yes. So they haven't uh, they haven't been all that negatively correlated with the overall market, which is the unfortunate, especially unfortunate for. You know, as many people know in retirement. Yeah, I mean, they've been, like you said, they've been positively correlated. That's that's the tough part about it. Whoever was was talking about those at the time yeah. and the safety, I mean, yeah, they were correct for the times, but they never accounted for us going from zero to four and a half percent uh in in what of ten months time, almost almost well, almost eleven months time at this point now. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and then when we get to the next month, when we raise again, it's going to be basically uh, four and three quarters points that we've yep. raised rates in a year. Wow. Dude, that's like, right. That's fast. That's right. That's right. And so, of course, if you have these these products right now, like look at TLT, um, if, you, if you did own this product, there are some ways that you could try to help. Uh, reduce some of the overall exposure uh, that you have. Such, for example, you going out to the April uh, expiration, you could sell that uh, 105 uh, call, and that can reduce your overall exposure by about a buck fifty. And so that's those are just interesting ways in, in which to play and to reduce uh, possible volatility by selling covered calls. Uh, if you do end up owning some of these products, and TLT is just the example I was using. Yeah, even though it's on a down day today, and so it's it's not as ideal. Um, 
those are things that you can do to theoretically reduce some of your exposure on those products by, by selling some of the, the higher than expected volatility around these products. TLT is trading, trading like 101 right now. So, yeah, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. 4% upside selling that call. Yeah. Yeah. And um, by doing so, and you're looking out at something that is uh, um, 50 plus days, uh, you could do that, let's say, four or five times a year consistently if you're reducing your overall exposure by um, a percent or two um, that can that can help alleviate uh, some some of the exposure on that product and even pretty significantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's go to the next slide okay this here this is slightly different this is what I call expectations um, based on it's not a true expectation in the sense we're not making any type of implicit um, expectation around things but what we are is we're using historical information uh, to find what I call the scalping ranges right and what that is is just looking at the high to low uh, ranges in these products so here you're looking at the the Russell uh, 2000 if you look at the high to low change during the day right um, it's about 38, 38 points, okay? Uh, 75% of all the movements of all the days are going to fall. So 75% of the time, historically, uh, it's moved uh, 45 points from high to low. And you can look over, at the ES. Over what time period is this? Just one day. Oh, okay. But I'm looking at um, um, the past uh, one year's worth of data. Yes, one year's worth of data. Okay. One year's worth of data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then look look at the ES. You know, um, right now we've had a pretty large uh, movement in the S and P five hundred uh, today. Well, ninety five percent of the time, it's been within one hundred and thirty points. So, fascinating stats there. I feel Let's like the next might have hit that uh, fifty percentile for uh, oh yeah five hundred today. Yeah, okay. I believe we have. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. Okay. So this one here this is just putting a little bit of context around it right um if you look at the s p 500 minis right these was usually they, these used to be mini and then the small amounts right um thirty two hundred dollars if you have one of these products and you're just doing an outright exposure uh, to the product that's a that's a big product you know, 50 points uh, times uh, that, that previous number, and that's, that's that's what it is. Now, if you look at the MES, MES, backslash MES, uh, that's not here, but it's going to be one-tenth, so it's going to be um, $320, which is more manageable for a lot of people. But still, that's that's a that's a large movement. 65% of the time, it, that uh, ES would have been within 6,500 points. So those are just kind of one ways of having expectations. You know, if you're you're within a particular point, you can try to help, or you can try to um, to, to come out to some type of realistic expectation based on historical performance. Yeah, that's. Uh, let me see. So I mean, I'm thinking about it from the standpoint of if we look today, we said that was like 64 points. That's uh, let's just take well, ES three thirty two hundred. Like mm-hmm. you said, one tenth the size for the MES would be three hundred and twenty. So essentially, when I think about this, it would take uh, which uh, it wasn't nearly two percent today, but it was like let's call it one point seven percent. I think we were down at one point in time in the mm-hmm. ES um, that you could have had. 320 bucks. I mean, if you were 
short uh, yesterday's close coming in. That is absolutely, absolutely. So, so even even then, what I what I tend to like look at these products, right? It was just showing the sheer amount of leverage in this. It's not very common where you can you you can pick up um, and right now with the MES MES, uh, it would take um, fifteen hundred dollars worth of buying power, uh, fourteen fifty seven, and theoretically you you the, the the movement around that has been around three hundred twenty dollars, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's a very large uh, that's a very large uh, movement there. If you if you if you divide the two three hundred twenty uh, uh, over uh, fourteen fifty, you can kind of get the uh, exp you know the movement, and that would be around twenty two twenty two percent fifteen hundred dollars you're putting up to make the potential of three hundred twenty dollars kind of on a typical day. If you pick perfectly at the top and you 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 pick perfectly at the bottom or, or likewise right um 20 20 is very common uh within a day uh, to have that that product move on you it's very unusual to do that with individual stocks it's true yeah i mean you need you know uh a, a, a much more you just don't know when that's going to happen with individual stocks right like that's the thing you need some type of catalyst usually earnings right but then Nobody wants to do that with with the stock and or options, honestly, because I usually around earnings, the vol options are pretty uh, high, volatility what? They are pretty high. They are pretty high, but you still can't get that kind of leverage that you can in futures as far as putting up the kind of money within a, an account. You have uh, regulation T, which is fifty percent of the fifty percent of the stock price, and you can get day day trading uh, power of about twenty five percent of the, of, um, of the total value. But still, nevertheless, it's it's huge uh, potential in some of these uh, uh, ES products. Also, I say potential, but there's also a, a huge potential of losing money. You know, you got to be fair about it. You, know? yeah. you got the yin and the yang, right? Naturally, with uh, naturally with uh, Nasdaq, it's it's been more like we talked about at the top of the show, just because right. it's been sheer more volatility with Nasdaq. It's moved more, right? Like. They've been more susceptible to these moves, with which which come from the yields and those going higher. Like they've affect tech stocks a lot harder uh, than anything else. So, or a lot more positively when yields have gone down, which we saw in January. But boy, has that changed? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's weird, man. We're heading into March, man. I don't even know what to expect for the rest of the year. It's gonna be weird. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, where do you what do you think we're gonna do for the end of the year? You know, as much as as much as I'm, I'm thinking about from a trading standpoint, I'm thinking about it from everything. And you know this, we talk about this type of stuff a lot. Like, what's going on with yields, right? Like, what's going on with with uh, you know at banks and being able to get like certain money in CDs and stuff. I mean, obviously, this is different from options. Options trading is options trading. That's just volatility. And you know, I I don't think we're gonna see VIX thirty just from this yield stuff unless. Mm. Um, Unless there's something else that comes along with what's coming on, what's happening with yields in the Fed, I, I don't. I think we have to go much lower before we see 30 VIX. So options trading is options trading, but I like thinking about it from the standpoint of everything, right? Like what's going on with with um, people in credit cards, and what's going on with consumer debt, and what's going on with rates at banks, and um, you know, just things like that. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, speaking of, of banks, I saw an advertisement the other day. It was from one of these big, boring banks, and it's like 
um, you can now make a yield of um, on this CD of 420, and then it had like these little leaves and green around it. And I'm like, please, you're a bank. You're not cool enough to make weed jokes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Wow. They're, using, they're using cannabis infused uh, messaging. <laughs> it's, it's a bank, for God's sakes. I mean, banks, remember banks used to be open until like, one o'clock or something like that. I remember going with my mom and she would always cash checks, you know, and, and, and deposit checks and she'd have to be there before like, cause the bank days, right. Um, the, the, the banking holidays or the, the, the bank hours and they'd close super early every day. And it was somehow it was supposed to be because they were supposed to be, I don't know, um, aggregating their spreadsheets or something. I don't know. But, yeah. No. Right. I remember when I first saw an ATM, um, I was a little kid at the time. My mom was living in Atlanta and I just remember cause I, I, I had to bring Atlanta to it cause I hadn't seen the way that this one looked mm. you know, in Miami. This one looked very different in Atlanta. It was just, it was this little lady's face and the name, it was a teller, but her name was Tilly or something. It was like Tilly the teller or something. It was weird. That's a great name for a teller. Tilly, uh, yeah. I even like that name right there. I, you know, I have, it, looked I have like, it looked like uh, the Wendy's girl kind of with the you know hair and like that or whatever. Then, oh, the daughter you know, of um, have, like, that guy. Yeah. The daughter of Dave, didn't she have like yeah. something? Yeah. I think she did. I think she did. Um, God bless uh, Dave. He uh, he passed away. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Um, let's take a look at the platform real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see what's going on up in here. Speaking of TLTs, yeah, I hadn't looked at TLT around when you mentioned it. I was like, man, I haven't looked at TLT in a while. I didn't even know where it was trading, honestly. <laughs> Remember, volatility was higher in here earlier this year, but... No, it's it's really low. It's really low. Which even I mean, some people would argue, why are you even doing a uh, a covered call and a strategy like that? But the whole idea behind covered calls is just consistent about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mm. you know, we always try to look for situations where you could do covered calls when you got IVR forty five. But sometimes it's just not going to go down like that. Sometimes maybe you're just long TLT and you want to offset some risk, right? Like, yep. it's just kind of how it goes and. <laughs> I think we're going to be we're going to be somewhat challenged this year at times over volatility. I remember talking about talking about this with Tom in, in Jane, like maybe the first week of January, ended last year, and you know because we just had such higher elevated for longer. Speaking of higher for longer, we had higher elevated for longer time periods over these past two years. I would venture to say if if the, they always say the long term average of VIX is nineteen, I bet over these last three years it has to be somewhere in the order of twenty two or twenty three. I would mm. just, I don't know, but it's just been so elevated at times. So I don't know if we're gonna you know I don't know if, I don't know how low it's gonna ever. I mean I don't know how how much higher it's gonna get this year, devoid of some some existential event that we just can't even predict right now. It's funny. I remember doing the research on the VIX, um, you know, over the years and just a few years ago. You know, we were, we were talking about the VIX average, long-term average of 20-something years was 19, 18, something like that. Yep. And here the, the VIX was at like 12, you know, or something like that. And just think, man, that, that was, that just seems unbelievable that it would be 19, you know. But it's funny how quick you forget because I remember not too long before that, you know, the VIX was very high. And it's just, you forget, you forget. Yeah, we forget. And speaking of TLT, you only have a yield of maturity on that one of um, 2.5%. 2.5%. Very low. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dude, this is what we got ahead, man. I mean, uh, looking at IVR, looking at uh, implied volatilities, there's really not much going on next week. I don't, 
I've been wondering if, if something's going to, you know, how end of the month you get some flurry of activity. I don't really know if that's going to happen hmm. uh, on Tuesday. And then but I look at that these IVs are fairly low and then you got a, a jobs report coming up next Friday. That says 20, but you know, I think, I don't know who knows what happens there next Friday. Hmm. It's kind of some clear sailing for a little bit, but March is coming up. I don't remember when that fed meeting is. It's somewhere in here, somewhere. Who knows? Who the hell knows? But it's going to be, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be quiet for the most part. There's no major macro stuff, but I don't so know. So let me see when this uh, next FOMC meeting, uh, 25 days away. 25 days okay. away? 25 yeah. days away, 22 hours, 47 minutes, and three seconds. Oof. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. March 22nd. 22nd. March 22nd. So there's nothing to buy for it, but at least I yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, we have about a 73% probability right now. Uh, no, 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 not 73%. We have about 100% probability the market is saying that the market is going to uh, see a, a rate change. I mean, they've already said it, right? Yeah. But uh, the highest probability is that it's going to be, um, you know, 25. within this next bracket, 25, and there, there's about a 30% probability it's going to be a half. See, and that's, that's jumped a lot. That's mostly jumped in the past 24 hours. I don't I don't think it was nowhere near that high. Mm -hmm. So just since we got some data in the last two days, that's really jumped. And that's meaningful, man. I mean, you know, here it is right here. Like, what did you say? It's 22nd, right? You know, 22nd, 20, yeah, yeah. March, mm -hmm. yeah, March yeah. 22nd, yeah. And, and so that would that would be expiring. Okay, this is so these I, uh, IVs are like blah 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 blah. Then jumps up a little bit Ooh, around party time. Mm -hmm. But really, here's the one right here: twenty one point six for March twenty second in the SPX. Yep. So we'll see what the hell we get, man. You know what I mean? We'll see what the hell we get. Mm. Mm. You know what's lame? What inflation? It is lame. Yeah, it is lame. What's also lame is that we have to raise rates and inflict some pain just to get rid of it. They kept it too low for too long, man. Yeah. And they, no. they got to they gotta exaggerate on the other side. Yeah. Very annoying. I would never want that job. No, but hell no. Nobody, nobody <laughs> likes you. <laughs> no. It's, it's kind of like if, you're, if you decide to be governor, right? You automatically 50% of the people are going to hate you. Why, why, why would you, anybody want to be a governor? <laughs> To get money and prestige and somehow and sunset. I don't know. I'm not a politician. I don't understand it. Well, folks, that's all we got today. Thanks, Dr. Data, for coming on. As Thank always, you. my main man. Um, you know what? Be safe out there, people. It's a weird, wild market. Yields are going higher and markets are going lower. So you know what to do. In the meantime, thanks for watching. And as always, be patient, be smart. Trade small, trade off, and see you guys later. The content of this podcast is created, produced, and provided solely by Tasty Life Inc. and does not represent the direct views or opinions of any of its affiliated companies. This content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be trading or investment advice or a recommendation that any security, futures contract, digital asset, other product, transaction, or investment strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities, futures products, and digital assets involve risk and may result in a loss greater than the original amount invested. Tasty Live Inc., through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations.
The information provided may not be appropriate for all investors and is provided without respect to individual investor financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tasty Live Inc. is not a licensed financial advisor, registered investment advisor, or registered broker-dealer.